Yo, what's going on, y'all? What's going on? Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Audible Podcast. This is yeah, boy. Uh, I don't know what my name is. <laughs> I don't know what I'm about to say. Uh, what a sign. So, what's going on, y'all? You know, it's been. We, of course, we're still in a pandemic. It is August now. Uh, the pandemic officially. If you're not in the U.S. on U.S. time. Uh, we started in about about March, I would say, and uh, so we about five months in. Um, it looks like, you know what? I think people worldwide are, are starting to lose their mind, and um, the time inside or the time reading into dumb shit is probably drawing everybody crazy because I think Australia is going back up. I think Germany. I I saw yesterday a video of. Um, Germans doing like non-mask uh, protests. I, I'm really not sure what that what that does. It's fine with me. Um, do what you do. Uh, so I think uh, we're probably going to revert back. Uh, unfortunately, when schools open opens up, uh, as Dr. Fauci said, uh, you all experiments. Um, and I guess we're all going to be experiments because once your uh, badass kids get home uh, and come to you, you take your goofy ass around me in my workplaces and my shopping spaces and then with them nasty ass kids as well. Uh, so, I mean, uh, even more of us is going to get it because most people weren't even thinking of kids as, you know, uh, potential carriers like that, even though, you know, of course it is possible. Uh, but kids as potential carriers is a little bit more dangerous because... Kids don't know any fucking better, uh, obviously. Uh, but getting away from that, uh, what I want to talk about today is the is that lettuce? Is hams? No, it's shoestrings. I don't know. It's not. Um. I wanted to speak about the UFC last night. Uh. So since the UFC is coming back open and jumping back open in other sports as well, even though, and I want to throw this out, I I haven't watched a basketball game since stuff is, uh, has since it started. I'm not really sure when it started. To be quite honest, I believe at least it's been two weeks. Uh, but I haven't watched a single second of basketball. It won't be much basketball discussion on the pod. Uh, uh, you'll see a little bit on a, on the timeline, you know, uh, when I'm tweeting because I'm just basing everything off of the, the beginning of the season. But I haven't watched anything. I really don't plan on watching anything. The UFC is what I've been uh, super duper interested in. And uh, I think when Dana White's uh, contender series coming up, it gives me more It gives me more chances. You know, because the, the real reason I really got into basketball like that is, is I wanted to gamble a little bit more. And uh, I could probably still gamble efficiently without watching games because I already know what's going on. But it's probably not a smart idea. But if, Andy, if Indiana is playing Charlotte, and uh, I, you know, I know what to do. You know what I'm saying. Depending on the odds, you, you know, if you want to jump in there or not jump in there, or however you want to go. But I know how those things go. If Portland is playing Denver, that's something you stay away from anyway. You see what I'm saying? And I'm in, and the type of gambler I am, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not looking to bet ten to make six. I bet ten to make four. It's a win, understand, and that's how you get your, you know, that's how you get your braid up. I should probably do that, and I just may do that on a separate site, in a separate account. Just run the braid up, 
Um, just doing these quick, you know, these parlays. I know it's gonna, I know it's gonna hit, but it's not big parlays. I'm, I'm interested in the big stuff. That's why I gamble. Um, I'm, I'm interested in taking big chances, uh, or bigger chances. You know, uh, things like plus five thousand, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I throw five dollars on it and then move on. I will throw two, dude. Hold up, man. Let me let me open up the site on it because. To me, at the end of the day, I have nothing to lose with stuff like that. It could be stuff I have no idea about. But if I'm on the, the site, whether it's uh, Bovada or whether it's BetDSI or wherever else, uh, I'm not, of course, I'm not sponsored by any of these people. Just shit. Um, but I'll jump into anything. Like, if I see some crazy odds, dude, I throw $2 on it. It don't matter. Like, $2 to me is, you know, $2 is money. Money is money. But I got a whole barrel of change in this motherfucker they got number quarters and nickels in this bitch so the two dollars is in the car the two dollars in the is an ashtray of the car you heard me so you know I, I really don't be worried about stuff like that but you know i'm interested in those type of chances like for instance uh i don't even know who this is let me keep scrolling for instance right here it says china super league and that's soccer and it's a sean quinn lifan i guess the tijin tita Tijin T the odds is plus twenty-five thousand. Plus son. Do you know what plus twenty-five thousand is? Let me show you what plus twenty-five thousand is. Plus twenty-five thousand means if I bet one dollar. It went up to plus thirty-five thousand. Oh my god. That means if I bet two dollars, I can make seven hundred dollars. Now plus twenty well plus thirty-five thousand means I probably who won't uh, win $700. But upsets happen all the time. March Madness and all this stuff. That's the perfect time to start doing stuff like that. Like, So don't be scared of these odds. I know you want to take it serious. You want to, you know, uh, jump in and be like, hey, uh, you know, this is minus 200, minus 100. Those are the bets you're supposed to go for. Uh, but but last night, I hit. Uh, I had a, a three-fight parlay. With Vicente Luque, who was minus 200. Derek Brinson was, when well, I called him, he was plus 270. And uh, and Bobby Green was plus 100. Look, if you watch the watch the fights with, with the UFC, I would highly su- suggest watching fights. Because there's no MMA math. Like, you could say this dude beat this dude. But most likely when a dude fight another, like, mutual partner. The shit's gonna probably go real different. One thing I know is this: there's people in the UFC. All these cats are tough, men and women. So everybody's tough. But there's people in there that just are gonna bring a little bit more out of themselves. The people that that just hit harder. There's people that are just more experienced. For instance, last night was a trap. Uh, Shabazzian versus Brunson. If you look at their record, Shabazzian's undefeated. They show the highlights because he's the new prospect. He's hate kicking people. He's great. He's really good. But Brunson has experience. If you look at Brunson's losses, and I believe he has like six or seven losses. It's to Adesanya, who's the, uh, the champion. Whitaker, who beat him and then went on to become the champion. And Adesanya beat him. He lost to Jacare. I think he, he he lost to Yoel Romero. So he's lost to the best people in the fucking division. So that relegated him to a somewhat, quote unquote, gatekeeper spot. Because if the top six all beat you, this fucking top six is really good. Like, these top six are not bums. This is like losing to 
if you're in the NFL equivalency, it's like losing the if I got six if I'm ten and six in the NFL and I lost to the Patriots, the Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore, you know, the six solid teams, six good six solid to cold teams, then it is what it is. That just means I gotta step my game up. So uh he he was on a three fight win streak where most people didn't know or didn't bother. I hope this this car does not hit me because it's rubbing against my shirt here. Uh, what most people didn't know is he was on a three fight winning streak after going to a new gym, Henry Hooft. So he he wasn't what he would do before is he would just burst at people because he hits hard and he can wrestle. So he would just exert all of, all his energy, not really doing mixed martial arts. He would just try to grab you, swing you, get to you, you know, some real brawler type shit. But now he's more he's conserving his energy more. He's head kicking. He's still he's still getting hit a little bit, but he has enough power to hit back, you know, and keep people off of him. He can wrestle. He's strong. People don't know this stuff. So when they see Shabazzin, and I'm looking at plus two seventy, I'm like, you you giving me plus two seventy to a cat who has more fights, more experience against a way better competition. As I said, he lost to the champion. To two champions. The last two champions, that's who he lost to. And the last four people that competed for the belt, that's who he lost to. So it's not a, you know, it's like what's the NFL equivalency in like football? Man, I can't like think of like a it's like I don't wanna say that it's like Dallas. He's exactly like the Dallas Cowboys. There's sometimes where Dallas will come out and drop forty on motherfuckers. And that's what he did last night. They come out, he come out showing strong. Strong striking, knocking cats out, pushing cats to the limit, showing these young cats like, hey, you have to step it up a little bit. But then these times when Dallas come out, you're like, what the fuck is this? So they, they lost to like, they lost to trash teams last year. I think they lost to the Jets last year. Like, well, who the fuck is this guy? That's what that's what can can could happen to Brunson. Now he's he's back, he's doing his thing. Three fire winning streak plus two seventy, plus two seventy is nasty for a fight like that. That's a Vicente Luque. Vicente Luque wins against Randy Brown. I knew Vicente Luque is tough. And he's swinging very hard. And he's kicking very hard. He's not. There's no There's no lightness in those punches. And I knew Randy Brown was a long and linkier type cat. He doesn't have, again, as much experience. As much experience competition as Vicente Luque. So I figured at minus 200, that was pretty much like a somewhat of a pick So I went with Vicente Luque. You got to add up the parlay. I didn't want to do a two-fight parlay because, to me, like I said, the payout wasn't would, wouldn't have been enough. Uh, so I went with a minus 200. And uh, what was the the last one I went for? I had a uh, – I have it up in my, my phone. What did I already talk about? I already talked about it. I don't know. Had a bet last night, and that shit placed. Goddamn. Uh, Bobby Green. So, I knew Bobby Green would take it to the limit. Plus 125 against Lando Venata. Lando Venata is a tough cat. But Bobby Green is a tough cat, too. So, I knew it was going to be a close fight. I wasn't going to be mad at this. I knew with plus 125, it was going to be what it was. Uh, But I was fine with taking Bobby Green just because he's been in the octagon uh, more recently, I I believe. Um... But I just want to go Bobby Green. 
He's a skill cat. He got a lot of heart. He's he's solid everywhere. And that's just is what it is. So you know, a small thing like that, plus two seventy, plus one twenty five, minus two or five. Um I mean that's just it's just to me it just feels like it's easy money. And I'm not sure I always didn't see this. Maybe uh since the pandemic I've been having a little bit more time to um focus on, you know, combat sports and UFC and everything else, but I mean I, I kinda s I always seen stuff like this. Hold on, let me uh let me see, go back and see if I can find this plus uh it's plus fifty thousand, dude. What is going on? This a live game or something? I'm sorry, I gotta see this again. Where'd it go? Osaka, right? Osaka, it was China. Fuck. I gotta find it, I gotta find it. China, 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 China. Asia, all Asian. Damn, I lost it. Um, it's e leagues, you know, and and it, it's so many stuff you can gamble on these days. It's Swedish soccer, you know, I'm not into soccer like that. Um, but there's soccer all over the place, soccer all over the world, Lithuania, Sweden. Um, Finland, if you you know if you're into watching all this stuff, uh, I can I can go over basketball. I haven't been watching it, but I can go over it. Uh, Wizards Brooklyn, uh, Wizards plus one forty, Brooklyn minus one sixty. Uh, to me, Brooklyn would be the pick. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick everything. I think will win tonight. Let's see. In a second, right? Okay, yeah. I'm gonna pick everything I want. I think we'll win tonight, and I'll show y'all what the odds is at the end if I parlayed it all. And I parlay it all right here. So Brooklyn Wizards, I don't trust Brooklyn at all. So I'll do. I mean, I don't trust the Wizards at all. So minus one sixty for Brooklyn. Uh, and this is one of these games right here, Portland Boston. Now I don't trust Portland at all. So this and they are plus one sixty. Uh, whereas Boston is minus one eighty. I'm going to go Boston. I think that's an easy choice. Memphis, uh, minus 180. And the Spurs, uh, plus 160. This is another type of decision where I really don't know, but I'll go uh, Memphis. Sacramento, Orlando. Sacramento is plus 120. Orlando is minus 140. And I will actually go Orlando. Um, Bucks minus 200. Rockets plus 170. I'll actually stay away from this. And uh, Mavis minus 250 and the Suns plus 210. Uh, I will obviously and easily go to get the Mavericks. So that's just a five-team parlay. Let's see if I put... If I put a dollar on it, you win eight. See, this stuff is not big enough for me. You do five, I get 42. If I do 10, I do $84. Um... Oh yeah, on second thought, I'm not betting on this because this is it's not a big enough cash out for me. And also the Boston, the Memphis, and the Orlando games are not 
they're not uh, they're not for sure, for sure bets at all. They're not for sure bets. Uh, let me take my ass over to the UFC. I'll show you. Let me uh, erase these bets here. I'll go over to UFC. I know we got some UFC next. Uh, where's he? On the 8th. Second. I think that's probably next. Sixth day. I guess Friday. Uh, Benio Darius, uh, Scott Holtzman, Darius is minus 160. Um, I will, you know, I'll actually do the parlay bets for this because I actually watch this enough and care enough. So I'm going Benio Darius because I think Benio Darius is a monster, especially uh, minus 160. People leaning in. Weinman and Omari, which I'm not picking anything. It's a pick em, so you don't win anything anyway. Um. So, yeah, that makes no sense. A Darren Stewart gets Maki Pitolo. Yeah. I don't know about that one. Plus, well, Darren Stewart is minus 170. Um, Pitolo is plus 140. I don't like plus 140 enough. Or minus 170 enough. Or Darren Stewart enough to... to um, to want to be sure on that. But this next one, I definitely will. Derek Lewis versus uh, Derek Lewis versus uh, Alexis Alexi Olenek. Uh, Derek Lewis is minus 260. Alexi Olenek is, my, is plus 200. There is a solid chance that Olenek will get punched out of his shoes. But besides that, I'll take the plus 200 on Olenek. Um, let's see. Gavin Tucker versus Justin James. I don't know either of these cats to make a bet. Uh, Gija, ooh, I guess Alex Casillas. So Alex Casillas is a real tough cat. Uh, he usually fights all of like, I wouldn't say he fights the cats his own way to the championship. But if you beat him, that means you, you're probably championship material, or you're on the way to proving that you're championship material. Um, he's a solid cat, good all around skills, uh, good stand up, good movement. Uh, but he's going against uh. I can't, I never can say the dude names, right? Uh, but I'm going with him. Not Cassettes, say I love you. At minus 205, Cassettes is plus 165, and Gija hits pretty fucking hard, so I just want to stay away from that. Um, What else am I interested here? You said it's a lull. Peter Barrett, no. Somebody wants to look up in the future. Sean O'Malley against Marlon Vera. Uh, Marlon Vera, uh, this is on the card that is on the 15th. I believe this is the DC uh, Steepy card, which is also a pick uh, as I thought it was. But Junior DeSanos versus Jarzino Rosenstrike. Uh, Junior DeSanos is plus 130. It's probably where it should be. Uh, Mangovad Ankalev against uh, Ion Kutalabra, who is a crazy man. It's plus 240. Uh, I think plus 240 for Kutalaba just because he's a crazy man. It's probably worth it. Uh, Marlon Vera is Sean O'Malley. Uh, Marlon Vera is plus 230. And I think since you're going to, if you're going to make the crazy man decision on uh, Ian Kutalaba, then you're probably going to do it on Marlon Vera because um, plus 230, um, It's this is like the Brunson thing. Like Marlon Vera is not a fucking slouch. I know Sean O'Malley is really good. Uh, fantastic. Uh, but, Plus two thirties, a little too juicy to not uh, pick up on. It's nothing else I would really jump on from the apex. 
Uh, that's from the 15th. And then anything else on the 8th. So I picked three different fights. A Badil Darius minus 160. Uh, Olenek plus 200. And uh, Gija is minus 205. If I parlay that, let's just say 10 bucks. 10, I went 62. I'll do that. We're just going to do this stuff just for the sake of discussion. But um, if the bets are big enough, I'll go for it. Uh, but stuff like this is small anyway. Uh, if 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 those odds said, uh, you know, if I bet five and it would, you know, none of the odds were big, were, were huge. Everything was pretty even. There was, there haven't been anything besides maybe Paige Van Zandt and Amanda Rebos. Uh, I think that was last week or the week before. That was the 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 biggest uh, separation in um in, in just betting odds and everything. Everything else has been pretty close. Like the biggest thing I just saw was plus. 200 just now is the the thing I just picked, which is Olenek. So nothing has been uh, crazy. Uh, excuse me. So sorry. Uh, but if if things were plus 600 or plus 800 or uh, plus 1,000 or anything else like that, um, I would have definitely uh, have gone into it um, a little bit more for a bigger payout. So uh, I'm more into that. That's why I gamble. Uh, I'm not really not interested in any of the small stuff. As I said, um, I have a fucking job. Peanuts, if I want peanuts, I go to work. I'm here for, you know, I'm here for the shit. I'm not here to, you know, like I said, I may make another thing. You you know, people build up your bankroll and all this little dumb shit. Really not interested in it. I'm really in, uh, I'm really trying to just pull off some, some real ridiculous shit, to be quite honest with you. Uh, and right now I'm looking through the, uh, just the, the Bovada soccer list or the, the list in general, just to see that some of the odds that are out there. Let's see if I see another plus 30,000 again. Put $30 on that motherfucker. That's nothing interesting. And like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't watch soccer at all. I don't know a thing about it. I couldn't name three players. I know Messi and I know the Ronaldo dude just from, I guess, knowing who they are, but, uh, there's not a, a single other person I would absolutely know when it came to anything like that. Let's see. And another thing with the ooh, this plus two thousand hammer B. This is a live bet though. It's a live bet and it looks like they're down one. Uh plus two thousand to win. I don't know the time. This is second half. I don't know the times and this time could be almost over. So I don't know the time in it, so I'm not gonna bet on it. I don't know. Like I know basketball is 40 minutes, I know football is 60 minutes. Uh, this time is ticking, and these motherfuckers been playing for 80 minutes almost. So uh, I'm gonna assume that motherfuckers is about to play for 80 minutes. I mean, this shit is about to be over. Huh. Uh, but yeah, uh, another thing I was watching uh, last night with the UFC, there's a little controversy with uh, Herb Dean, and Herb Dean is, is kind of finding itself in a, in a lot of controversy over the last pretty much couple weeks, almost couple months, really. Look, uh, Shabazian was clearly taking a gigantic beating. Herb Dean did wave the fight off. That is his fault in that instance, right? But he he, he waved it off. 
as he was about to wave it off, the the fight ended. Like the the, the round ended. As he was about to wave it off. And the round ended. Uh, Shabazz clearly looked like he wasn't in the fight anymore. He got up. He stumbled around the octagon. He sat on a chair. He had to put his hands behind him and hold on to the cage to stop himself from falling off the stool. That means his corner should have called it. I know there was a fighter um, perception. The cats want to go out on their shields. But I don't know who was the, the referee for uh, Glover Tejera and um, Anthony Smith. But if that ref would have called that fight after the fourth round or after the third round, people would have been absolutely fucking livid. They'd have called it after the fourth, not the round, the ref. People would have been going crazy. After the third, people would have been going crazy because the last two rounds were unnecessary. This dude's spitting out teeth. What a mouthpiece in. He's, he's spitting out teeth. If a motherfucker's spitting out teeth in the octagon, look, fellas, with a broken orbital, look, fellas, it's time to wrap it up. It's time to wrap it up. He didn't get a tooth knocked loose. He was spitting out tephasis. We're talking plurals here. Plurals with an S on it as well. Tephasis and plurals. The Robbie Lawler fight. Look, we all, look, uh, a crew saw it. I think that was Anik and Rogan. They all yell, he's out. We all thought he was out because he went out. His hand went limp. When you're getting choked like that, you can go in and out in a second. In a millisecond. His hand clearly went limp. That is not a defense. It's, it's not a defense for your hand to fall limp on the ground, dude. We all saw that. We all called it. Robbie Lawler, if you look at his eyes, he has no idea where he is. He just sees her being. And then, oh, he knew it got stopped. But the first second, his eyes was glazed. We all heard three commentators say, he's out, he's out. And go crazy themselves. And then realize he's not out. And people still shit on her thing. That's crazy to me. You damn if you do, if you damn me to don't. You know, there, there's some difficult... Like the, the stoppage last week with uh, Trinaldo, I think that was a bad stoppage because he was in the wrong position. But from his position, if you're looking at it, the dude on the ground has his hands up. He has a defense. But the way he fell, I think him hitting the ground actually woke him up because he was out on his way down. He was stiff as a board. But when he hit the ground, it just I guess his nerves popped up and he had his hands up. So if he had his hands up, and like I said, I do think Herb Dean was in position on, on in recognizing how his body stiffed up because the front camera, you can see his body stiff up. But obviously, he didn't see his body stiff up or else he would have called the fight. Fucking duh. All of these cats, all these uh, the analysts and commentators and everybody wants to 
jump on these refs and these judges. The judges need their ass jumped on. But also, there is no structure. Nobody knows what anything is. If in multiple states, multiple judges, and multiple fights, there's 30 27s and 29 28s for different fighters in the same fight, that means nobody has any idea what they're doing. I mean, nobody has even a smidget of a clue on what the points and what the rules actually are. Or how can we just continue to just blindly, blindly just blame these people? Bring structure to it. Either bring line scoring in or bring the shit they used to do in pride. If you win at the end of the fucking fight, then you want to fight. If you want to fight, then you want to fight. Not this points shit. Because the point system, there is no system. And then all, all these different states all judge it di- different ways. That makes no sense. And we're never going to have one system. So you need to figure out one scoring system because you won't have one rule set system. All these states are too greedy for that. Unless the the UFC just wants to stay in one fucking state. Stay in Vegas and have Vegas fix the scoring. Because the big fights are always be in Vegas anyway. Stay out there permanently. Just do fucking um I don't know. I don't know. Just stay out there and do the fights. You got to stay out there anyway. Maybe we'll get more consistency now that it's in Vegas. Because the Florida people, the Texas people have absolutely no idea what they're doing. And the Abu Dhabi people. Maybe Vegas knows what they're doing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to judge that. But um, it's a fucking live chicken fight, man. There's limbs can come off John Calderwood. Look like y'all the arm snapped off. She's fighting for a limb. You have to be in a perfect position. Because there's some positions where it looked like that motherfucker's about to break. And you have to decide whether you want to stop that or not. And with women, they're even more flexible. So it looks even nastier. And it's just crazy, man. Um... Who had a fight like that? Um, Cynthia, uh, Calvia. She had a fight maybe a, three fights ago. She's on a really nice win streak now. She had a fight maybe three fights ago, dude. It looked like her arm came off. And she got it out of the shit and it wasn't even injured. I would have jumped in and like, hey, please stop ripping this motherfucker's arm off. I thought ligaments was done. She had nothing wrong. So it's a lot of shit to call. I think it's just real tough to figure out. And um, until there's a, a live system and a, uh, a better system, um, I mean, this stuff is just going to continue. And I mean, how many more years can we blame the people who have to just sit here and, and abide by little to no rules? Oh, re- little to no Consistent and relevant rules. It's too much close stuff to call. Um, but I'm not absolving them. I want to say that I'm definitely not absolving this. It's some fucking horrible shit that be going on. Uh, you know, I know 
and and damn, I gotta defend them again. A lot of these cats want to go out on their shields. Look at Dominic Cruz and look at Aldo. Dominic Cruz thought, "Yo, put me out. Let this motherfucker knock me out." And Joe's Aldo was like, "Hey, please stop this before this motherfucker knocks me out." So it's two different mindsets from two championship championship level fighters legendary fighters one just had a fight and said no let him knock me the fuck out don't stop it like that and Aldo was like please stop it before he knocks me out like this is so it's a, it's a lot going on it's human nature um I think they, the the judges and refs get shit on a lot there are a lot of terrible decisions and mistakes that happen in the sport some agrees to think max holloway won both fights uh i think that's crazy um that and i think that's crazy that it was it was just like that uh, i think he had a better cause to win this fight than the first one like the the results uh, i don't know just call it a fucking draw just give it a draw just give it a draw stop giving these dudes losses what the fuck? When the last time was there a draw? Give more draws. These the 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 Max Holloway and Volkanovski fights are draws more than this Volkanovski winning. Give it a fucking draw. That's why I, I, I dislike about the judge. Give it a draw, man. Let him run it back. Because the UFC will move on. You get a win loss, the UFC moves on. So now you got a loss. Now Max Holloway got two L's in a row off that. That's two draws at least. And he's Max Holloway. So he's a proven fighter. So just imagine all the other people that just lost decisions. Or, you know, won a, won a fight. They weren't supposed to win. They move on and get their ass beat. When it should have been a draw, they could run it back. And let them get them and get, get them extra lessons. Because if they run it back and somebody win, that means they got a lesson. They learned something to get the fucking victory because it wasn't a draw again. So, um, I think there should just be more of that, in my opinion. Just what's wrong with a draw? These fights are, are close, man. And there's no system, obviously. If there's one fight, it's a three-round fight. And for one fighter... It's a 30-27, and another, the other fight get 30-27, and then another judge says 29-28. So two people think one fighter won it, and it wasn't close. And then there's another judge that think it was super even. What the fuck? What the fuck are they watching? What the fuck is going on? It makes no sense at all. It's the craziest thing ever. It makes zero sense, dude. I have no idea how, how, how this has been just going on in UFC. Like, this is like, you know, the the Saints call with the Rams when the fuck... This is like this happening with season eight, 17 weeks, 18 weeks. It's like the fucking... Uh, this is like a team losing like that for 8 out of 18 weeks. Imagine... And I want to do this. I want to... Because a lot of people don't know about uh, UFC like that. But I, I want to kind of make it, make it relatable. Imagine your team gets fucked by the refs eight times out of a 17-game season. Matter of fact, let's do four times. Legitimate. 
a legitimate ref fucked up and they do the whole, oh, we apologize after. Even though they never go back and fix nothing. They never make people run it back. I would run that shit back. It's too many fucking lives, money at stake to just move on. I do this for fighting NFL, NBA, run that shit back. Fuck that shit. Put five minutes on the clock. Give us give some possessions out and let's do it. UFC, uh, uh, uh overtime period. Um, fuck, what's the kickboxing? Lion. Damn, one of these kickboxing organizations. Um, they do three rounds, and when the third round is even or close, or if it's even, they'll do an overtime round. You you got about three minutes, and you better fucking get it done. If you don't get it done, then it's a draw. I don't know. I know it's kicking and not grappling, so the output is different. But if y'all got to put in a fucking overtime round for a three-rounder, you might want to. Or just kill all five-round fights and make them all three rounds with an overtime round. Perfect. With live scoring, perfect. Because everybody will know what the fuck is going on. And the the great thing about live scoring is live scoring is like, dude, live scoring is like coming into a a, a game. Like, imagine you walk into the bar, you're like, hey, yo, fucking Giants and Eagles playing. Hey, what's the score? Oh, Giants up, yada, yada, yada. Eagles up, yada, yada, yada. That's like live scoring, dude. Just imagine walking to the bar like, hey, yo, oh, shit, it's the last round. Who up? Oh, yeah, man, it's 2-2. Two, two. Or it's 3-1. He got to get this stoppage. And you can just watch him go for broke. To me, live scoring is the equivalent uh, of that. You know, walking into a, a bar, walking into the household, calling somebody, texting somebody. Uh, uh, it's a social media thing, too. It's a great social media thing. Like, hey, what's the scope? Hey, who's up? It's a three-round. Who's up? Oh, well, yeah, the judges got it 2-0 right now. We're going into the third. Okay, yep, 2-0. That means this motherfucker's about to go crazy for this third round. Stuff like that is what drives the sport, is what pushes the sport. If Europe can do it, fucking we can do it. It's not taking ideas, dude. It's fucking just adapting better ideas. We use other people's shit all the time. Most of the shit we got that we sit, that we ain't invent here in America. People take shit from us all the time. We take shit from each other all the time. Use the best shit. It don't matter who came up with the idea. Just use the best shit. If the best shit works every time, let's use the best shit. You see what I'm saying? So I think live scoring would be perfect in that way. I think live scoring would bring up. Man, life's going to be so crazy. Imagine uh, the second fight with Whitaker and Yoro Romero. And at the, the live scoring, and they said, going into the fifth round, this motherfucker was 2-2. Even though we knew it was 2-2, imagine if they said it. It's 2-2 going into the last round. It would have been... <laughs> it would have been... It looked like Zangief against fucking Borog in that motherfucker. It already did look like that, but it looked even more like that. Like so, I think live scoring is um is something they would they need to figure out, and it will put pressure on everybody. It puts pressure on the judges, um because the the what it does is is it it embarrasses the judges on the spot. You put their name out there, we never know their names. Everybody's fucking name didn't know Herb Dean's name, uh, Mark Goddard. Uh, 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 Keith Peterson. We know these motherfuckers. I want to know these judges too. And don't tell me who the judges are at the beginning of, of the broadcast. I want to know who is who. 
Show me a picture of these motherfuckers. Are they in the building? I assume they watching Octagon side. Are they are they watching on the TV screen? Are they in the skybox? Are they social distancing in another area? I want to see them. I need to see them. They we know the refs in the NBA. It's got false on these goofy motherfuckers. We know the rest of the NFL. We need to know the judges along with the refs in the UFC. That way, everybody's held accountable. I mean, live scoring, you're held accountable on the spot. So, if I go to the third round in a five-round fight, and it says Mac Holloway is down three, oh, you're getting the shit boot out of you, son, on the spot. And then Max Holloway's going to be like, oh, goddamn, I'm down three? I got, I got, then I got to finish it because two won't do it. Or 10-8, you got to do a 10-8. That way, oh man, they call. What if they call the scores out like that? If they didn't say, uh, you know, two rounds of one, they say, oh well, right now it's it's twenty nine, twenty eight. Ooh, going into the fourth round, ooh, motherfuckers are kicking into gear. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling. You, I think it ought to be fire if it's going. If it's the fourth, going into the fifth, and the, and the judges be like, yeah, it's twenty nine, twenty eight for this guy. We're going into the fifth round. Twenty nine, twenty eight. Using me, you gotta. You have to win the round comfortable. Like, you got to make it known that you won the round. You got to be a lot of strikes. You got to be a lot of that. If you down, like, 27 to 30 or some shit like that, and it's going into the fifth and you down, that means you got to KO. You got to submit. You got to send somebody to hell. So, I think live scoring in that way would be would be amazing, man. Now that I think about it, goddamn, why the fuck the now? Think about this. Whoever well, this podcast, Dana White, holler at your boy. Uh, give me some action, baby. I I know what's going on. I know how to make it happen. I know how to get it done. But um, so I think live scoring. I think uh, a lot of these commentators, a lot of these analysts, a lot of these former fighters. Uh, I would highly, highly, highly recommend just looking to refereeing, looking into judging, looking Frank Trigg, man. I barely see Frank Trigg for a lot of UFC fights. I believe he does a lot of Bellator fights, but seeing Frank Trigg in there, Frank Trigg know what the fuck is going on. He's not Herb Dean. He's not his experience. But he's been in more fucking fights than Herb Dean. He's been in more championship fights inside of Oxygen than, than Herb Dean. So he knows what the fuck is going on. Won't he more fighters step up? Dan Hardy. Step from behind the analyst desk. But I'm I'm assuming the analyst pays a lot more than referee. That's why you just analysts watching these and shitting on these dudes. That's just he has a thankless job. You know there's no structure. You know there's no scoring. You know nobody knows what the fuck is going on. You know there's no set rules. For uh, for me, a low blow, after the, f- uh, the first low blow is a warning. The second is a point. Motherfuckers getting kicked in the nuts all night last night. And all, I only saw one point taken. And that, that was the third one. He do get kicked in the nuts. He got, uh, then he took a point. That's three times, man. Two, that's it. If the one is egregious, then it's the one. But, if it's a cup grace, that's a warning. Because a cup grace altered everything, man. Not too sensitive. Uh, duh. Uh, so that's just, some, you know, some of my ideas for it, man. Um, I'll be giving y'all more UFC action because I just love the UFC right now. Uh, so UFC, I'll discuss UFC um, 252. I think it's either 251 or 252, which is DC. Uh, Stipe. I'll discuss that more um, in in detail and what I think about the fight and how I think of the first two fights went. Uh, but I want to kind of give more uh, gambling 
uh, previews and, and gambling talks when it comes to UFC because, I mean, it's something I've been watching for a long time. I've probably watching UFC seven, eight years, but uh, I'm, I've been really into it for the last probably three or four, like deep into it. I've been, I, I know more about the UFC than I would say football right now. Um, I, I've easily watched more UFC fights than football games in the last three or four years. So, uh, that's what I've been into. And so that's, you're going to get a lot more content of, and I will holler. Thank y'all for all the listens, uh, the subscriptions, the rates. I still see rates. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing, putting up episodes sparingly bullshit, uh, but I still see good comments. I still have the same amount of listens. Even when I take a two week hiatus off a month hiatus. Um, it's still the same amount of listens, the same amount of downloads as I was before. So, uh, of course, I want to grow the channel. The channel is growing. Um, the the podcast is growing. But I also want to say thank you to everybody that's uh, that likes to listen to my bullshit. And I will holler.